You named your price finally and then said, or you can decide, you know, let's discuss. And then she decides not to use you. These are the plaintiffs, Brianna Schaub and Chanel Mendes. Brianna says they were hired to dance at the defendant's halftime show during a basketball game. Now they're being stiffed. That's right, they danced their butts off. They deserve to be paid and are suing the ungrateful double-crossing defendant for the $150 they're owed. This is the defendant, Mink a Million. She says she's a rapper, and she sent out an email blast looking for volunteer dancers to perform with her at a basketball halftime show. There was never any mention of any type of payment. This was for their own publicity, and she owes them zip. She's accused of dancing into court. All parties, please use your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Your Honor. Okay, Ms. Schuff and Ms. Mims, talk to me. Who wants to tell me first? Ms. Schuff, why don't we start with you? Um, how was it that you met the defendant, Ms. Emilion? So basically, me and Chanel, we were dancers for a choreographer we know named Beast Mode, and she hired us for an event, and one of her events was a showcase, and one of the performers was Eli, and he is a friend of... Miss Mink a million and he told me in a group chat that he that Mink was currently looking for paid dancers for a paid opportunity. He stressed that twice. Do you have the so, group chat? Can you show me that group chat? Yes. So that didn't come from her. That came from someone that you both know. Yes. I actually marked it one, two, three, four, five. So which one is it? Number one. Here it is. I have a paid gig opportunity for whoever is available. It's next week. One of my artist friends is doing the halftime show at a basketball game and needs dancers. She is willing to pay. Okay. So you reach out to her, and I guess somebody arranges for the two of you to go and audition or whatever, correct? And number two, the, the evidence number two, it's when I hit her up and asked her if she was willing to... Um, you know, have me as her dancer. And she said yes, and she asked me if I had a friend that I was comfortable dancing with, which I did, which is Chanel. Hey, love, heard you were looking for dancers next week. I'm fully available. Perfect. Can you send over your contact? Yes, ma'am. And then you send your contact. Um, that's it. Yes, ma'am. There's no discussion about payment about in there. Payment. No, it's we all. never discussed the payment. So let's talk I about that now. Ms. Mims, the two of you go to meet her and to dance for her and kind of show her what you got, right? Yes. All right, so how far, did, Ms. Mims, did you guys have to travel to go and meet her? Probably about uh, 30, 45 minutes. Okay, and then what happens at the audition? It wasn't really an audition. Well, first of all, we also thought that we were coming to dance. Um, there was not really much communication, which was the main problem. We thought we were coming to just be dancers, so... Um, 
she then told us that we had to choreograph. So we started making up a dance for her and we kept Wait, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Her. What did you think you were going to do? You were just going to be dancers doing what if you didn't choreograph? Well, usually they, like, whenever people say we need there's dancers, a there's a choreographer, which is someone who creates the dance. Oh, I got you. I got you. There is somebody gotcha. who... So you just learn the dance. Like as, and, I got you. I got you. Yes. So yeah. it just wasn't, like, yeah. enough, All right. enough communication to specify exactly what we were doing. Okay. We so just would have liked you guys show up... Sure, but that comes with questions too, right? So you guys exactly. go and you meet her, and then does she ask you to dance so she can see if she's gonna want you? And exactly, yes, yeah, she asks us. Exactly to what start I do. I ask for them to show me what they got. Okay, and so somebody videoed that. I guess that was you, Miss Amelia, who uh, videoed it. Yes, that was my assistant. All right, who, um, videoed it. Okay, and now what was it you needed dancers for, Miss Amelia? I have some performance. Um, I was performing at a basketball game, like a adult D-League um, series or whatever. I was performing there and needed dancers. When they initially entered the room, I asked them to show me what they had. Like, basically, just show me what you all could do so I can see your skills or what you were capable of doing. And if there was something I wanted to move forward with. Okay. Again, there so was no... I, we have... There was no what? There was no communication or conversation about a payment any deposit, anything of that nature. I was under but the impression did, that they were just... you did see how your friend... But you did see how your friend said... I did, but that was, again, they should have addressed right. me. They should have still clarified Absolutely. that with me. Absolutely. Instead of but third you, party. And they, and they later asked about payment, and we'll talk about that. Right. That's what I wanted to know, whether you were aware that your friend had sent no, that... No, I wasn't aware yeah. exactly what okay. he said. Only thing I knew is that he just sent the blast for anyone that was available for okay. that following week. All right, so... Okay, so you end up, um, you meet them, they leave, and then there's some discussion by text. And according to you, Ms. Amelia, what is the discussion by text? The discussion by text, well, initially, my assistant had the phone at the time, so the message that were sent, I was unaware clearly of what was said, but I thought it was just send the video. They asked for the footage of the rehearsal, so that was sent over there. And then um, I think in the end of it, it mentioned something along the lines about payment. From my experience, when there's payment, that's something that is addressed prior to any uh, meet and greet, prior to any initial agreement to do any type of work or, you know, contribute to anything, first thing should be taken okay, care of. Okay, well, let me ask you this. On first. February 18th, I see a text where she says, did you like what we came up with or no? Can I ask you a question? When was the performance? The 19th or the 20th? Hold on, I got to look at the... Um, it was oh, the 20th. Okay, and when there. was it you guys met? It was met? the 20th. This, I want to say it was the 17th. We met the 18th. Now it's actually... Uh, yeah, so you met the 17th and the yeah. performance was the 20th because I'm looking at... I see a yeah. post. Let me no, actually... I'm going to press play. I want to... Um, so they text you and they say to you, or Chanel says to you, 
did you like what we came up with or no? And there's a thumbs up. And you say, yes, love, my apologies. What were you guys thinking? As far and, as their choreograph about what they had came up with. Okay. And then Chanel says, uh, maybe 150, 200. It's up to you. Name your price. And then you do not respond. And on Friday, DM, when she DM me, the phone was out of whack. Okay. So on Friday, someone, I'm not sure who responds. So I'm assuming no rehearsals today. Are we working? Oh, that was I'm them. assuming no yeah. rehearsals today. Are we working on it on our own or not continuing? And you still don't respond. And then on Sunday at 12 o'clock, I guess they're a little miffed that there was no response. Good afternoon, Mink. So it's apparent you didn't want to use our services, which is fine. But we still drove out of our way and took two hours of our time choreographing a routine you could have just said you didn't want. But instead, we spent our gas and time to come work on your performance. And I feel as if we're being disrespected because we have asked you multiple times about reimbursement. And you keep saying you're going to, but we still haven't even gotten a call or a text back from you. I texted and emailed our invoice to you. It's a six-day period. To send the payment, we'd really appreciate it if you got it to us as soon as possible. That was all after she didn't respond And you to respond, anything. hey, definitely, right, wasn't an issue with y'all performing. Other things came up on my end. Some things got handled very unprofessional, but that's neither here nor there. I most definitely didn't get your text due to the fact that I've been working off my other phone. The one you have is damaged beyond repair, waiting for replacement. What email did you send it to? The one in your bio. For, and then you respond, for your information, there was never any payment discussed from the beginning. You guys never mentioned anything about a payment. I was under the impression you were doing it for exposure, but you see now where they got the idea about payment. Things like that should definitely exactly. dis be discussed up front. Now, gas reimbursement, that's one thing, but you girls never said anything about payment. Had that been a conversation, that would have been totally fine. Things definitely could have been handled differently, but hey, we will do it your way. When we asked you about payment, you said it's up to us right here. Yeah, that wasn't what I was responding to. I was responding to her asking, did I like their performance? And what did I want you to do? And that I said that's right up to them. It doesn't really it matter. It doesn't really matter because here's what happened. You named your price finally and then said, or you can decide, you know, let's discuss. And then she decides not to use you. That's called not arriving at a contract. You know, I realize you felt disrespected and I understand why, but you know, you didn't have a definitive contract and you didn't have did a definitive fee. Go ahead. I did send you, her. You sent her an invoice. That's after the fact. No, that's after the fact. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The key is that you were promised money in return for doing something. You did something and now you want your money. But instead what you have is some third party saying, hey, she's definitely willing to pay. You showing up and I guess we could call it an audition. And then she ends up deciding that it's not worth it to her or whatever. But you didn't have a contract with her because you never arrived. A contract is where you and she have a clear meeting of the minds on what it is you're giving up and what it is she's giving up. You're giving up your time and talent and she's giving up 150 or $200 and everybody agrees on it. But that didn't happen. 
What happened is she <laughs> says, no, no, you guys are great. What were you thinking? 150 or 200. And then she just doesn't hire you. Um, whether it's her phone was broken or she didn't like your dancing or whatever it is, it really doesn't matter because she ended up not hiring you. And then after the fact, you're like, well, I want to be paid gas and I want to be paid for my time because this was confusing. Yes, this was confusing. So what needs to happen in the future is that you're supposed to get the details. And before, if you want to get paid to audition, you better make it clear and get, you know, paid to audition. Now, my understanding is you have a witness, but what is this witness here to testify to? Basically, that everything that, you know, transpired amongst us, that there was no um, contract, there was no Who's agreement or discussion about fella? any type of Who's, Who's He's fella? my personal assistant. He's my personal assistant. Oh, so okay. He handles everything All right. that What's I What's your yeah. name? Keith. Okay. Keith, raise your right hand. Douglas, can you please swear him in? Absolutely. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. Yes. Thank you. Your Honor. All right, Keith, you were you were present. Are, do you have a relationship aside from being her assistant with her or no? No, I'm, I'm just her personal okay. assistant, so I pretty much... Okay, so when on the night that the ladies auditioned, did you ever hear Ms. Amelian promising them to be paid or paid a certain amount or them asking to be paid or anything like that? No, ma'am, it was never no money addressed. Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, based on what I am hearing, I don't think there was ever an agreement to pay you $100 for your dance services and gas, much less a $50 late fee for the $100, 50% late fee, for the $100 not being paid. So in this case, I am oh. finding in favor of Miss Amelia. Uh, Good luck, folks. Oh, wow. Thank you. Handle That's business first, so lady. Funny. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Well, the plaintiffs, I think, are kind of surprised there. They lost the case. Let's see what they're thinking about it. Ms. Mims, what's your reaction? Well, I honestly kind of feel like, personally, she should have handled it as a woman and as a person who is a business-oriented woman and should have paid us the money that she morally knew she owed us. The judge said you did not have a contract. You didn't have a deal. She never hired you. And that's your problem. You didn't, you weren't, you weren't hired for the gig. So you learn the hard way, you know, next time we you'll do better. We were told to come okay? back. So we were hired because she wanted us back oh. the next day. And she wanted us for the event. We just well, I don't know about that. She may disagree with you. Let's see what she says. Let's see what she says. All right, Ms. Emilian, you, you really won the lawsuit. The plaintiffs failed in their attempt yes. to, to force you to pay the money. But they think you hired them. How do you, do you feel that's right? Are they right or not? Now, I can totally understand where they're coming from. But being in this business, clarity is everything. You can't just go off of assumptions and just assume that things are going to play out the way you assume it. In this business, you should always address your money up front. Period, point blank. Don't go off of no one else's word. Don't go off of no assumptions of anyone being a woman, a good integrity. You don't know anyone from Adam's apple. Well, that's good advice to them. I'm sure they've learned something. And uh, obviously, you know what you're doing. So good enough. You won, <laughs> you won the case. <laughs> Thank you very much. Congratulations. Okay, Doug. So, you know, this is an interesting situation because it's very loosey-goosey where the plaintiffs think they're going to get paid and there's kind of talk about them getting paid, but it never really materializes in concrete form. And that is critical in a situation where you're trying to enforce a contract because there is no contract here. There's no meeting of the minds because they didn't get specific on the fact that the plaintiffs were entitled to money 
how much money and all that. Getting it in writing is key. But even if they didn't get it in writing, there had to be some kind of an agreement orally that they made, and that couldn't be proved either. So when you make a contract, and especially when you expect to get paid, I would put it in writing and I would put the material terms down and make sure the other side acknowledges it. The question is, does Judge John speak Spanish? Claro que sí. Como si fuera hispano de nacimiento. Yes. Espero. That's how I actually, like I used to say, como un gringo platanado, like a plantain American uh, gringo. Um, so, yes, I found him that way, actually. You probably wouldn't have given me the time of day if I didn't. No, that's not true. I would have given you the time of day anyway. But um, when, on the night that we met, you, I just, all of a sudden, you started speaking in Spanish to another fellow who was a friend right. of mine. That was Paul. Uh, Paul, and it was just so cute. It was like, you know. Right. Yeah, I was I was stunned. I, I was like, I that work. one's mine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now with my mother-in-law speaking mostly Spanish, when yeah. we when we see her every Thursday, we have what we call Jueves Social. We Social go to her Thursday. House, we have lunch we at her have house. Lunch, we play dominoes and she speaks Spanish. Yeah, when exclusively. We, and a lot. <laughs> This is the plaintiff, Janisha Martinez. She says she lived with two roommates, and when they moved out, they damaged the apartment they lived in, and the defendant withheld her security to cover their damages. This wasn't fair, and she's here suing him for the return of the $5,000 he owes her. This is the defendant, Nasrallah Nasrallah. He says the plaintiff and her roommates fought a lot, and he's grateful they all moved out. The plaintiff isn't entitled to a refund because she stiffed him on the last month's rent, and he has every right keeping her money. He's accused of not playing fair. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. The plaintiff says that her landlord has unfairly docked her security because... Her two roommates were fighting and damaged the place, but the defendant is saying baloney. All three of them were fighting like cats and dogs. It's the case of I ain't taking the fall for the brawl. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Martinez, tell me what's going on. Well, it all started back in May, um, okay. April, actually. My roommate, he got very violent towards um, the quarantine of the pandemic. We lived together for the whole year. Before that, things were normal. I would go to work, you would go to How work. many other roommates did you have? Uh, two other roommates. Okay, and you had lived with them since when? Since December 2019. 19 or 18? Yes, my apologies, this was 2018, yes. All right, so you'd lived together a long time before the pandemic mm -hmm. happened. You'd lived together a year and a half, and everything was fine. And these roommates, how mm -hmm. was it that you knew them? One of them, it was my sister. And the other oh, okay. was, yes, and the other was a co-worker of mine that we worked together. We actually grew up together. Uh, we knew each other for a long time, for a decade. Uh, once we started okay. working together, he started dating my sister in and out throughout that decade. <laughs> And okay. once we started working right. together, we got more closer. Okay, and I got it. So you're living with your sister and mm -hmm. her boyfriend, who you've known all your life, and everything's going fine mm -hmm. from December 2018 until the middle of COVID mm -hmm. in 2020. What goes wrong 
it, during the middle of COVID. It, well, my sister was pregnant at the time, so she was very hormonal. Um, but him, it was just a real, I don't know where he came from because he was never like that. Like I said, we worked together. It was just apparently being in So a, what happened? It, uh, we were cooking breakfast one morning. Um, he started saying something of, uh, something is missing um, in his room. Um, I noticed things missing in my room. And that morning, uh, it just got out of hand. He threw, he threw a plate. I threw a plate, like out of because we were like eating in the table. And next thing you know, he sees a can. And as I'm entering my room, he throws the can, and it could have hit my head. And instead, because I closed the door, it hit the the door. And yeah, and then I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I remember it was April uh, 15th because it it happens to be my older sister's birthday on that day as well. And I'm like, wow, this is, I I don't know what is these energies, what is going on. So I told my sister, I'm going to leave. And I picked up that day and did leave. And they changed the whole locks out of the whole apartment. And I had to like go to it to get my stuff, breaking through a window. And when I saw a couple of my things were missing again, I was like, yo, what is going on? So I was just like angry. So out of there, he got violent and I swung at me and I fell into the closet door and he, he was just like swinging and swinging. It was just a really violent day. And like I said, it had never happened. Did you call before. the police? Yes. The police arrived. Well, and did he get arrested? No, he left um, through the back door. So it was, uh, and then at the same time, since I knew my sister was pregnant, when they were asking me, do I want to press charges? And that has never happened, like I oh, said. Oh, okay. So you, sa- you said no to the press and charges, because the fact that he left yes. wouldn't mean he wouldn't get arrested. He eventually should get no, arrested no, if they no. find him. Yes, right. but so you dropped. me if you I want to. You said, forget it, I don't want to. Okay. So then what happens? So is there a decision made, hey, we obviously can't live so together? Like, how does this go down? I spoke, I spoke with, um, now it's me. Um, we're saying that we cannot live together. So they, they spoke to the landlord and they told him that they're leaving and they're going to use their deposit to live out the rest of the month of May. I still, they apparently were looking for a place. They, through a friend of his, they were like in the means of being able to move out faster than I was. It is May and I'm speaking to Nas. I'm like, Nas, um, I don't believe that I could be afford the 1700. It is a pandemic right now. The whole thing is closed. So here I am now seeing that I cannot afford $1,700 by myself. And I spoke with him. He was like, I could give you till uh, September. I told him I would be looking for a place. If I find something, I'll let him know. Um, anything sooner. Okay. Nothing sooner came. They they lived. He told me to pay, if you, if you could see through the receipt in May, since they didn't pay the rent. And we were speaking on the deposit. I asked, okay, they're, li- they're going to live here. He broke things. It was like through him throwing something, he broke the door. Through him slamming his door, um, op- or abruptly opening it, he he the door that's next to his room, he like made a hole in it with a knob from the other door, because he opened it so right. hard. And then when he pushed me into the closet, the closet like I, if you can see in the bottom, like has like a little dent in it. So these are things right. through his aggressions that he broke, and I let Nas know Nas. Uh, these are things that you're letting him live for free uh, on a deposit when he has to fix things. How is this going to work? Oh, he said, I'm Don't sure. Worry about wait it. a minute. When you say you're le- that Nas is letting him free, Mr. Nasrallah? Yes. Did you actually tell those folks, I got an idea. Why don't you not pay me? 
and just live out your deposit? Or did they tell you, we're not paying you, and you said, all right, you know, I mean, he, he didn't choose for them to not pay him. That's how it worked no, out. No, I get but that tell part. me then, right, so then, so then in May, did they move out? No. In May? So no. in May, they, they, they spoke, they told him that they're going to live out the, through the month of May through their deposit. Okay. I, I expressed my All concerns right. to Nas at that time that the deposit in, it says even in the contract lease, that the deposit is not to be lived, is to be used to fix anything that the of department course. has to be fixed. And I mentioned that to him. He said, don't worry about it. Then he said... Um, okay, hold on. Uh, I want to see where he says, don't worry about that. Slow down, because I want to talk about mm -hmm. that. What day, it was, oh, that was what not text? text? It was not to text. Oh, that was um, okay. verbal. All so right. there's no... There's, so that's, according this is to you, said, verbally... Said, uh, he... mm -hmm. Yeah. You end up paying all of May. That's Correct. where I'm like leaving. That's where I'm leading up to. Thing. Right. Yeah, so that and, when I spoke um, to him on that, he he's, he came to me. Well, we were speaking because he lives upstairs from me and I live under him. And there's like a little hallway for the basement connection. And now we're speaking. I I I paid my rent, the 850. That is my part. And then he said, Mom, Miss Martinez, Jay, uh, the bank is our the deposit is already in the bank. I do not want to touch it. Um, if you pay the rest of the remaining month, your deposit is safe. The whole thing is yours. So, and then I, a few days later, I came up with the 850 and I paid him the whole rent. So I could keep the deposit. Okay, but, but right, you could keep the deposit unless the deposit mm -hmm. isn't going back to anybody because there's damage. Like that's the part that I'm having some confusion mm -hmm. because the point of a deposit is to cover damage. So, Mr. Nasrallah, tell me about that conversation she's talking about. What is it you told her about the deposit? Go ahead. Uh, first of all, Your Honor, she never mentioned to me this story about uh, what she's saying now. The whole, whole incident happened, the first interaction uh, was in May, was in June 8th, that when Rick, her sister boyfriend, he started fighting with her and he sent me a letter saying, could you please allow us to use the half security, half of the security until the 15th of uh, May. And I, and I agreed to it. And from hearing them fighting down the stairs and uh, she kicking doors and punching everywhere, uh, Rick and her, uh, and her sister had no damage in their room. All the damage was in the living room, in her bedroom and the kitchen. And I heard her many times kicking doors screaming. So I didn't even interfere with that at all. But the security she's talking about, she told me that she's going to move. She never said that. And the text message is saying, I told you and I told her, you never told me that. You have no evidence of it. You never told me that. And she said, okay, whatever. And uh, she moved on. But the first time she told me about moving on and moving out was on August 12th. Okay. So she gave you, the first time she gives you a definite moving date is on August 12th and says she'll be out by the 1st. No, Your Honor. On August twelfth, uh, she said, I may move out soon, but I'm not sure. And the 15th, when she told me it's official, I'll be moving out in the end of the month. Yeah. Do you have any proof, Ms. Martinez? I see in the text messages where you say, I'm going to have to find another place. I'll let you know. I'm going to have to find another place. I'll let you know. But, of course, that's not notice because notice is I'm leaving on X date. That's what allows him to re-rent it. He knew it as well. I told him all the way in May. And as you can see, the proof lies between here. On May, why did I pay to, to rent? 
you seem to think that you're able to stay in the apartment and just pay your part of the rent, but you're technically not. Now, I know there may be a, an eviction freeze and whatever else in your state, but I'm just saying, technically, no, because you picked your no, roommate and, I, and, I and you moved that. in there with them, and the entire each each roommate is what we call jointly and severally mm -hmm. liable for the full amount. He could sue you for the full amount. He could sue Ricky for the full amount. He could sue your sister for the full amount. He could sue whoever he wants for the full amount. And all of you, you can't say, wait, but I'm, you can only sue me for a third. No, you're a unit. I keep hearing what you're saying he said, and I keep hearing what he says he said. What I'd like to see is some proof of what you say he said. Because I've looked in the text and I don't see that. You tell me, well, the proof of it is that I paid it. Who in their right mind would pay it? Well, you know, somebody's supposed to pay it. Um, well, if he's, maybe if, I if Ricky enough, is saying but, that he's know. living off the deposit, if he's saying that he's paying Did his you? month of rent through his deposit, that means right. that his month is paid in May. So that means that I only have well, to pay now that's a much, that month. That is a much better argument that Ms. Uh, Martinez is making right now. Did you say to Ms. Martinez he's using his uh, security deposit in order to pay rent? Your Honor, on June 20th, I, Ricky, when he told me he could not move on, out on the 15th, he's going to move on the end of the month. I told him you have to pay half for the 15 days that you're going to stay, which is half, half of the month, 425. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time the sister and her boyfriend paid rent? What month? I, uh, the last time they paid the half months, the, uh, which is 425, and June 20th. Okay, so in May, did they pay their rent? Uh, in May, they, did, they paid the rent, yes. They paid how, how much in rent? They gave her the 850, and she gave her 1700 altogether. So and then in June, in June, when, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You had stopped talking. Stop talking. Don't interrupt me. You said earlier that you told them they could use their security deposit. What month did they use their security deposit for? He used it for uh, uh, half a month in, uh, in June, he, because he was supposed I to move on June 15th. I thought you said he 15th. paid you 400 and so I thought you said that he paid you 425 in June. 425, your honor, for, for, from 15, June 15th to June 30th, because he moved at the end of the month of June, actually in July 1st. When did your sister and uh, her boyfriend move out? July 15th, and the day that they told him that July they were not... July 15th. Very okay, so mm -hmm. hold on. So according to you then, they paid May. They paid half of June. So that takes us to the 15th. And then they didn't move out until July 15th. So it's that month, June 15th to July 15th, that you let them live their security? They lived their security in, in June, Your Honor. Okay, so they lived their full security. Let's try this a different way. They lived their full security. Yes, and they needed 15 more days. And you told them that they could. And they told them they could, but they have to pay for it, which is 425, half, half of the month they owe. Because every month, he and his girlfriend, they pay 850. So now they're going to stay for two more weeks. So you have to pay two, 425, which he did. Then they didn't, right? They stayed even longer than that, right? No, they moved on July 1st, Your Honor. Okay. So, Ms. Martinez, you pay your full rent, or did he give you a rent break? On, on May is when they actually gave him the notice that they're not going to be paying the rent. And that's why I paid. Usually, when we were paying it all together, we will get the 1700 full receipt. Since they announced him that they were going to li live off their deposit in May, I paid my 850 
to Nas. That's why I have a receipt on a certain date for 8.50. Then days went by. I, I was speaking because he lives upstairs. We were speaking. And he said, Miss Martinez, I do, I, I, I don't, they're living their deposit, but I want to make sure you keep the deposit. So just pay the full rent and the deposit is yours. To me, that made sense. Cause like you said, I'm gonna have the apartment. It's mine. Why not keep the whole rent? Now I asked him in that statement as well. You keep saying, wait, Nas, you just use the phrase, keep the whole rent or keep the whole deposit. But you, okay. you understand but that's what a deposit is, right? Phrase. You don't have a guarantee that they're gonna exactly. give it back to you if and there's I get damages. That. And that's why I so, asked him this okay. question. If there's damages, how are you letting me keep, hold on, who's gonna take care of that damage when it was done by the person you're letting live here off their deposit, who you agreed to, that didn't make sense to me. He said, do not worry about okay. that, because Rick said that he's going to fix it. I said, okay. okay. And if you and see I do through my texts... And I do see several texts where you keep saying to him, Rick will fix anything Rick broke. Rick will fix anything Rick broke. Well, Rick left and he didn't fix anything, right? And you're claiming all that was done by Rick. Um, and you actually claim it back then. Can I say one thing, you know, about Ricky and the damage? Yeah, sure. I live upstairs, and I heard her going into the apartment door myself, and she was kicking the living room uh, closet doors by herself. I mean, she claimed that How do you, Ricky, know? How do you maybe, know who was doing it? How could you possibly know who was kicking the door? Because she was screaming as the, she came from the hallway door. She was screaming and yelling, and she went into the, the I think she forgot the keys, so she went into uh, the, the apartment door, which is a fire-rated door, heavy door. And she opened it and got cracked. And the bedroom, the, the her bedroom door, I don't know, I wasn't, I mean, I'm not sure who's put the result of their fight, it's her or Ricky. But the closet door and the, the apartment door, that's hers. I was upstairs. And I heard you know what the problem the is, Mr. Nasrallah, is that you, and I, and I get why you did that, because you're doing what you can. You're trying to get rent where you can. You're trying to, I understand that. But you want to have your cake and eat it too. You want to deal with them like they're separate people because you're making deals with Ricky and the, and the sister and you're, 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 I'm sorry, don't interrupt me. You're making deals with them about what they can do, what they can pay, what they have to fix, and you're treating them separately, but you don't want me to treat them separately. And, but I understand why you're just trying to get what you can get in rent because at the end of the day, you still have to pay a mortgage and you don't want to be stuck with, the bill, I, I understand. I find that based on the facts of this case, you're not entitled to the entire security deposit. There are damages there, and nobody's ever entitled to the security deposit when there's damages. There's a problem, okay? There are damages, and so you don't get to have that part back. But, 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 there is something going on here that makes me a little bit unsettled, which is the how much Mr. Nasrallah got involved in treating the two sets of tenants as though they were different and negotiating the security deposit with the other side and saying, okay, live it out here, pay me 425 here, do this over there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and that, that does kind of bother me because when you're doing that, then you're, you're kind of okay that you spent their part of the security deposit however you wanted to spend it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to order Mr. Nasrullah to pay $1,275, which is just the part that you ended up having to pay for them 
because he didn't end up making them pay and got separately involved in negotiating rent from each of you separately instead of staying hands off and saying, I don't care, you guys work it out. You're gonna, because if he didn't act that way then, then he can't act that way now. $1,275 verdict for the plaintiff. If I may ask something? If I may ask something? Hello? Mr. Nazraha, how do you feel about that? Are you are you okay with it or or not? I disagree. I disagree because the judge didn't take in consideration the amount of repairs that was done in the apartment, the doors and the walls, and the labor. And still, I have a bedroom door that's fire-rated door is not fixed. Well, anyway, that's the judge's decision. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to live with it, Mr. Nazraha. Sorry, uh, Ms. Martinez. You wanted to say something to the judge at the end of the case. What would you have said to her? I have a lease that says that I signed it on the 28th and that I moved in on August 28th. So I was long gone before September 1st. All I did was tell him that I will clean up the place nice and spick for him because I do understand that I, I gave him 15 days ahead of notice when in Jersey, if you're living month to month, it is allowed. And that is, yeah. I looked it up. Listen, the bottom line question is, what has this done? Let me ask you, what has this done for your relationship with your sister? Are you still? Nothing. Me and my sister okay are with fine. Her? Yes. You are. Okay. I just saw her yesterday. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad of that. All right. Well, anyway, that's the judge's decision. $1,270 you get back, and that'll do it for the case. Okay, Doug. Well, look, in situations like this where you've got multiple roommates and one or two of them leave and one is stuck and then the landlord deducts the money and all of this, um, if one tenant gets socked with a disproportionate amount of money, that tenant can then go against the other roommates after a case like this to recover at least a portion so it's divided evenly. I mean, that is always the point. So it may be that you end up with two court cases, one where the landlord sues one tenant and the second where that tenant brings the other tenants into court. Can I sue my neighbor for constantly putting his leaves and grass cuttings on my property? I've told him many times to stop doing this. I'm tired of cleaning up after him, and I want to handle this problem before I lose my cool and do something I regret. Well, definitely don't lose your cool and do something you regret. That's, that's silly over leaves. So, yes, you can sue your neighbor for doing that. That's technically a trespass. Right. But if I were you, I would make sure to get it on video so that it's not your word against theirs. And I would try to get it on video two or three times before I file a lawsuit. That way all your ducks are in a row. Right. That's the perfect way to do it. Right. Right. And certainly it is a trespass, even if the guy doesn't even go into your yard. If he chucks the Yeah, bags if he's just chucking his. Yeah, if he's, if he's That's it. putting he's his trespass. debris on. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but he potentially could have criminal liability for littering. And yeah. in, in virtually every state, and certainly even in Florida, it can be a felony if you put something that's 500 pounds worth of cutting. I'm sure it's much more somewhere. subtle than that. It'll end up just right. being leaves and <clears throat> nothing right. else. So, you know, right. I'm, I, but um, do you remember? Uh, there was a Mad TV spoof years ago. Oh, it was the first yes. time that I was ever spoofed. It was like 15 years ago. Yes, Yvonne Criddle. The, the character from right? Mad TV right? plays hilarious. a litigant. She was hilarious. In Look that up on YouTube. A lawsuit about leaves being tossed being into, tossed into yard. her yard. It was, it was very uh, good. That's going to do it for this session of the People's Court. We want to see you tomorrow, so tune in and we will see you then.